Jesus in the Gospel today asks two challenging questions. Jesus has been teaching, has had wide ministry up to this point that is, that is shared in the Gospel of Matthew. And it's like he's asking in a way, how am I doing? <laughs> when he says, who do the people say the Son of Man is? Who do the people say the Son of Man is? The question that he is asking is throwing out to say, those that I have been teaching that have come and crossed our path, what are they hearing and how are they experiencing what I have to tell them? Let's take a minute and think about how they do experience those things, how they do hear Jesus. What is the format, what is the basis of their responding to Jesus? The first is their story, the story of who they are, the story of Israel. This part of the story we just heard in the message that was passed down orally from generation, sharing, sharing the story of Moses, came to be written down so that others could remember and share that story so it could touch their lives. And so, that would be part of the influence, who they understood themselves to be through the Hebrew Testament. Second of all, it was through their life, their own lives, and how they encountered Yahweh, I am God in our midst how they understood themselves to be and who they understood this Jesus to be. Those two primary, primary parts were the gift that they have to build and answer the question, who do people say that I am? Today, if you stepped outside and walked up to someone and asked them, who do you say the Son of Man is? They would probably answer in a number of wide ways. Some of them who had had experience of the teaching of the church over the last 2,000 years had had the opportunity to hear the stories of others that had come before them would share those and that would influence their answer. Others would share their own story, perhaps, that has influenced them. And how have they come and encountered this Jesus, this one? In many ways, these are only but a few that I could think of. They might say, he's a healer. They might say, he's a wonderful teacher. His lessons are just as real and powerful to me as they were when he shared them 2,000 years ago. He was a friend to the friendless. He reached out to those who were outside, who were lost, who were afraid, who were frightened, and reached out with his compassion to touch them. 
He was also a revolutionary, pushing and challenging the Hebrews to think and experience God in a new way, in a new way. Others would clearly say, he's a hoax. You see plenty of that on TV, don't we, today? Plenty of stories about trying to undermine who Jesus is, who the Testament about him, who he really is. And then there will be others who will say he is the Christ, like Peter. Influenced by their experience of growing up brings them to be able to answer this, that question, the question of who do the people say I am. You here in this room have been influenced in so many ways by how others have interpreted and understood not only the Hebrew Testament, but the New Testament, the Testament of Jesus Christ. From your earliest Sunday school teachers, helping you learn the stories, to begin to understand them. As you grew older, they were not good enough. They didn't answer all the questions you had, all the challenges that you were facing in life. And so you went deeper. And the church was there and others were there to share their stories and help you on your journey. To help you on your journey. You've heard this from others. You've heard their faith. You see it in the lives of people who you have been touched by around you. Jesus in his next question goes right to the heart of the matter though. It's not about what other people think about him. It's not what other people have understood about him. It's not what other people have experienced about him. It is who do you say I am? Notice I am. He changes it from the first question. I am is the name of God and the name he gives to himself. He is God with us. He is saying that to us. Who do you say God with us is? It's that transition from the faith of others that you have heard and experienced to your faith, the step out and saying, what do I believe? What is the center of my life? How do I understand this person, Jesus? And what does he mean for me in this world? Your story and the stories that you have heard are the church, are the witness that will carry how you answer that question, will carry the testament into the future. So what is your story? For I know that you've grown up with the traditions of the church. You've read scripture, you understand them. You've also had your own personal experiences with God, where he has touched you as healer, as teacher, come to you in so many different ways, and transformed you, and made you into a new creation, a new creation. I ask you what your story is. I need to share my story with you, if I can ask you 
to share yours. My story, not to draw attention to me, but to draw and point attention to the one who accomplished these things in me, is to tell you that I am significantly learning disabled, that I have no visual memory for number or letter patterns. It's hard to read when you can't remember how the words and letters go together. So it was hard to read. It was hard to do any math. I could hear it and learn it through my ear, but not through my eyes. Of course, early on, I would get asked how to read, read something in school. And of course, I couldn't. I was asked on the bus going back to where I live. Hey, Marston, how do you spell house? The hard part is I didn't know. I didn't know. What that did for me, and you can imagine, you all remember, you all went to school somewhere, that it isn't always easy to be the different one in a community, a school. And so I was set aside. Oh, that's Marston. That's just Marston. Far worse was saying that I was even less than human. What did that say to that young man about others? It said, if you learned who I really was, you would reject me. You would mock me. You would make fun of me. And so I became a very introverted person, closed inside myself, held deep within me. Not till I was in my late 20s and early 30s did I run across some wonderful people. They had something special. What was special is that they treated me as another human being, as a fellow traveler on life's journey. They happened to be, one, the one particular one happened to be a person out on a stewardship, every member canvas. All of you hate that, right? But he came to my house, knocked on the door. I don't know how I got on the records of the church, but anyway, he came. He came in, and Charlie Bush conveyed to me that he cared about me. He cared about me. Didn't talk about money. Cared about me, and cared so much about what he had found he asked me, didn't ask me, he told me, I'm coming next Sunday and I'm gonna pick you up and I'm gonna take you to church. Because I want you to see and experience what I have. I want you to hear that within yourself. And so he did. And while in the church, I began to grow and be receptive. Then I was asked to go away on a three-day weekend with a bunch of men, a bunch of strangers. Not my favorite place. Not my favorite place to be among strangers. I had an air mattress. We slept on the floor in the basement of churches. 
during this program. I had an air mattress that went flat every hour. But what do you do at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12, 1, 2? What do you do when you keep waking up like that? Well, I started to pray. I started to pray and fervently prayed that I somehow would receive what these wonderful people around me had. Sometime on that weekend, I made a new friend. A friend that has been with me every step of my life ever since. And that friend is Jesus, who accepted me and made it clear to me that who I was was exactly who he needed and wanted me to be. That he loved me infinitely and had things for me to do. And so I'm here today, after 30 years of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. I do once more, once more I tell you my story. And why do I tell you my story? Because I want to elicit out of you to think about your stories and how God has touched you and transformed you and made you understand how precious you are in the mind and heart of God. But is that just for us? <coughs> Was that message just for me? I mean, my standing up here talking to you like this is a miracle. It's a miracle. That it's God made it possible for me to do this. He deserves the glory. Now that testimony I just gave to you was to, as I said, elicit from you a response. Out there in the world, out there beyond these walls, people who do not know what you and I know, have not known the story, have not had an experience, who have not had the opportunity even to know it, are thirsting for meaning. What we see around us in this now 21st century is the seeking for authenticity. What's real? What is important? And how can I believe it? We are inundated with information. How do we separate through that? What is really important? And the way we do that is to do what Jesus told us to do with the story that is you, the story that he wants you to share with others. Go, therefore, baptize all nations and teach them all I have done. Your answer to who do I say I am is not just for you. It's to give it away so the next generation and the generation after that, and the generation of that after that, can discover what you know and you have. And it is thirsting for that information. I urge you, wherever you are, in whatever way, to think about sharing your story out in places you might never have thought about doing. But go, therefore, and answer this question to those who are on the path of your life. Tell them, 
who do you say Jesus I am is? Thanks be to God. Amen.